Gonzaga Nation SI special guest today with our look at the San Francisco Bay Area guide to hotels because obviously Gonzaga is in the Sweet 16, but our special guest, part of the fantastic duo of Sack and Jack, not the former Gonzaga Bulldog player, but probably the more well-prepared of that duo for their show Whoa. that releases on Gonzaga Nation SI. It is Jack Ferris. Jack, thanks for joining, bud. Damn. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Just to let people peek behind the curtain, you called me to set this up Saturday morning, and I at the end of the conversation was like, "Yeah, that's all well and good. I'll I'll, I'll set something up, but this is assuming we win, man." And you were like, "Oh, dude, we're definitely gonna win. It might be close, but we're gonna win." Uh, how were you feeling halftime? You know, it was uh, it was a dominant first half physically by Memphis, and I was I was a little concerned, but. I, at the same time, you knew Timmy hadn't played a great first half, and he had a great second half in the first round against Georgia State. You knew that Chet Holmgren had two first-half fouls, and Coach Few didn't put him back in where he could maybe pick up his third. Um, and you only felt like you just needed the crowd to get into it, and Gonzaga's emotional energy is going to pick up. Well, they didn't need that emotional boost from the crowd. They got it from Drew Timmy to start the half because – that first four minutes or so was as good a performance individually I've seen in a long time. That That's what I saw courtside in Portland. What did you see on the TV? Uh, through my fingers as I watched the game with my <laughs> hands up. Um, dude, same kind of deal. Uh, not having Chet with what, like the last six minutes to go in the first half terrified me. Um, but God, he is such a difference maker. If it's not points, just defensively on the floor. I think it's plus minus. He was like almost... He was like plus mid-teens in a, in a four-point win. You know what I mean? That is yeah. unbelievable. Uh, so, But that's behind us. Today we're talking about San Francisco. And it's funny, you asked me to prepare a couple of, um, couple of hotels and restaurants. When it comes to hotels, being from here and living here, I don't stay in a ton of hotels. But if I were, I've got, I've, I've got a few... Uh, to recommend now it's complicated because like is this a thing where money's no object are we trying to save a buck or two like find a deal because I have all prepared well it's it's really hard to save a buck in San Francisco I've yes. been there a number of times on, <laughs> on broadcast trips and I'm thankful I'm not the one footing the bill but what I did for the Portland I had a, I had the high-end hotel and then I had a couple just you know nice but in good areas of the of the city. And you've lived most of your life in the Bay Area, so I'm sure you've got a great list. Let's hear it. Break it down for us. All right. Well, let's start at the high end then. Um, and I would pick pretty much any restaurant that is, uh, sorry, hotel on Knob Hill. Uh, what I mean by Knob Hill is uh, you've heard of the Fairmont, the Intercontinental, the Huntington. These are like picture perfect hotels that you've seen in a million movies and a million car commercials. Okay, it is an excellent spot of San Francisco. You walk outside, uh, you look to, you know, your right, you can see Alcatraz, you look to your left, uh, you can see the Bay Bridge. Pretty easy to navigate. Um, you know, San Francisco is so small, seven by seven. Uh, it's not going to be the most convenient getting to and from Chase Center, but if you're looking for like a full um high-end san francisco experience it's the fairmont it's the huntington it's intercontinental up there have you stayed at any of those i've stayed at the fairmont uh on an nba road trip i've yeah. also stayed at the ritz carlton on an yep. nba uh road trip yes that is a awesome neighborhood you can go for a walk if you want to go up and down hills but mm -hmm. 
if you've got a room there, it can, depending on the, the whether you're facing north, south, east, or west, but it doesn't matter, any direction. The view is fantastic. I, I couldn't agree with more with you. That's a great location. Yeah. Um, number two, and this is, I'm going, uh, maybe if you have a family of four and you're trying to, uh, you know, make that buck last a little longer. Uh, Marriott Fisherman's Wharf. Now I know most of the time this is where the team stays and it's ideal. Again, if you have kids, you're at Fisherman's Wharf, it's safe. It's tourist spot, like 101. Uh, but there's a million things to do. You walk outside, you can go to Geardelli Square. Uh, you will walk to the wharf. Um, you know, wax museum, all that jazz. And that is, uh, I recommend though, if you're staying there, instead of walking north up to uh, Fisherman's Wharf area, this is going to sound backwards, but walk a few blocks south and you're in the heart of North Beach. North Beach is where I live. I think it's by far the best neighborhood in San Francisco, filled with culture. It's Little Italy. Uh, there's a, a, a thousand things to do. Um, yeah. That, however, is going to be very, very far away from the Chase Center. So not crazy convenience uh, to and from uh, the game. That's number two. Number three is, again, <laughs> you said it, Dan, there's not a ton of ways to save money when in San Francisco. But if you are, if money's no object and you want to be close-ish to Chase, because, again, Chase is uh, in an area of San Francisco called Soma, south of market where it's by the ballpark and it's it's a little bit void of culture it's very gentrified it's like surrounded by like warehouses and stuff it's almost brand new they're trying it's, to take warehouses yep. right on the water and turn yep. it into a baseball park and an arena and start building condos around it right yep yep so it's it's kind of getting an identity down there but it's still far from anything uh it's far from the best san francisco has to offer as far as accommodations go there's not a ton of choices down there um, but St. Regis and the W they're right next to each other on third and mission. It's walkable to chase a little bit of a walk, but it's walkable. And St. Regis is excellent. It's where all the, uh, out of town NBA players stay and had stayed even when the warriors were across the bay in Oakland. Um, so yeah, St. Regis W if you're looking for, if you don't want to deal with Ubers or lifts or cabs, you want to stay in Soma. And if you're going to stay in Selma, I would recommend the W or St. Regis. Awesome. That is a great breakdown for, from a local in San Francisco, Jack Ferris, the better half of the duo sack and Jack on Gonzaga Nation SI. But he shared with us a couple Knob Hill hotels, the Fisherman's Wharf Marriott, which I agree, it's very touristy. If you want to mm -hmm. people watch, mm -hmm. that might be the best place on the entire West Coast to be. And then Soma right near the Chase Center. So, Jack, appreciate it. I'm looking forward to your breakdown when we come back on the best restaurants in San Francisco for Zag fans.